Amen, 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 amen. Oh, you never take for granted the presence of the Lord. You just never do. You never want to. Hallelujah. Because if you've uh, ever been places where he isn't and you're wanting him to be, hallelujah, then you need to value when he is. He always shows up where he's welcome. He comes to do things. He comes to, to show us things. Amen? And it, it's up to you to take hold of it and to believe it. And I tell you, the very presence of God is so precious and, and, and awesome right now and just wonderful. And Hallelujah. I'm trying to focus my eyes here so I can actually see. Thank you, Jesus. Because I don't have my glasses up here so it can't focus for me. Uh, amen? Hallelujah. Mm. Uh, if you got your Bibles, let's uh, let's go to Acts chapter ten. Kind of just keep the Holy Spirit what He's doing, what He wants to do. Uh, I feel like He's got some special things for you tonight. I, I really do. I really feel like He's got something that, that He wants to do. You know, this year I felt like it was a year of completion. It was a year of fulfillment. And what do I mean by that? Is the things that God has promised, the things that God said in our lives. Prophecies that have been said before us, things that have been said, things that he's wanted to do, I believe he's going to make a culmination this year, that it's going to come to pass this year. I believe that with all my heart. I believe he's going to finish what he started. Now, whether Jesus comes back this year or not, that's, you know, that's up to the Lord. That's up to the Father God. Amen. And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, if he doesn't come back this year, God's missing a very perfect year. But... <laughs> Hallelujah, that's okay. That's his prerogative, he can do that. But, uh, you know, according to a lot of things. But, you know, when you begin to uh, just pray and fellowship with him, you just know that there's, there's something different. If you haven't sensed there's something different, just even though we have all of the revivals that are starting here and there, but there's something different. There's something different. In most of the ministries that I've talked to and ministers that are, that are sensing and, and, uh, and sensitive to the things of God, all of them have, you know, hey, it's, it's God's doing, he's going to do a fulfillment thing. He's finishing some things, finishing some things. So uh, I think we see that. And so uh, the title tonight of my message, you know, is Divine Surprises. So God's got some divine surprises in some several different areas for all of us. And you just pick which one you want, Okay. Now you pick the one that you desire tonight. I'm going to give you a whole bunch of different areas in the Word of God that he, he had a divine surprise. Aren't you glad for the suddenlies in the Bible? Amen? That God just does things. People have been waiting and waiting and waiting. Don't you know it was a long 400 and some years uh, when the Dark Ages were there until Jesus showed up. But Jesus did show up. Amen? Don't you know that there was a time and a season where the Word of God was precious? And that God didn't say a lot of things. But then he began to say and he began to declare and he began to talk. And aren't you glad, hallelujah, that God's not waiting four or five hundred years to do something now. Amen? That he's doing something in our generation and in our time. And so I, I just expect some divine surprises. And uh, what I mean by that is God's going to do some suddenlies in you. Suddenly there's going to be some things that will take place. You know, here in Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 10 and verse 9, he said this. It says, and on the morrow, as they went on their journey, they drew nigh into the city. And Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And he became very hungry and would have eaten. But while he, they made ready, he fell into a trance. Amen. 
Peter's up on the housetop. He's not thinking anything. He's just thinking, hey, I'm going to go up here. I'm going to go over here to pray. He's hungry. He's thinking, I'm hungry. But while he's hungry, all of a sudden, he falls into a trance. Glory to God. Peter gets a surprising revelation because we know that the, if you read on in that, that's where there was a sheet that was lowered down out of heaven and it had all these different unclean animals on it. And the Lord said, arise and kill and eat. And Peter said, not so. I've never let anything unclean touch my lips. And, it, and the Lord did that three times. And he gave Peter a divine revelation. So the very first thing is, is that God's going to give us divine revelations. God's going to open our eyes to see more than we could ever see before. God's going to open up our hearts. God's going to open up things so that we begin to see things that are going to be revealed unto us greater and greater in a greater degree. Because how many you know this was a great revelation to Peter? Three times he did. And then what did Jesus, what did the Spirit of God say? Listen, there are three men that seek you. Go with them, doubting nothing. So Peter gets up and says, hey, I know you're here. Let's go. He goes to Cornelius' house, which is unlawful for a Jew to go into a, 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 a you know, Gentile's house, not to go there. Peter goes in there. Cornelius tells him the story about the angel telling him to go and send and uh, you to come. Peter all of a sudden says, I, I receive, no one understand. I got this revelation that's going to change my ministry. It's going to change everything. It's going to change everything. The gospel is not just for this select few. It's for everybody. Amen. Hallelujah. And what did Peter say? I, I have perceived that God is no respecter of persons. And while he's preaching, the Holy Ghost falls. Hallelujah. Amen. The power. The, so the very first thing God's going to do is going to bring a divine revelation. And how many you know you need divine inspiration? You need divine revelation. Remember in Revelations chapter one, Paul said he was, or not Paul, but John said he was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Amen. He was in the spirit on the Lord's day. You know, and, and in here, when it says Peter fell into a trance, it's, it's, it's the thing where all of a sudden it was a surprise. Amen. And when John said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, that word I was is the same word says that Peter fell into a trance. Hallelujah. And that in the sense of it said, all of a sudden they were both surprised at what happened. John hears a voice of someone that says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Hallelujah. All of a sudden he's like, whoa, something is happening. Amen. There's a divine revelation that's coming into you. Whatever it is that you need to be revealed that changes the course of your life, you're going to receive that. Amen. That's God's promise. That's what he's desiring. That's what he wants. Glory to God. We need to know that. Hallelujah. God wants to bring us into another realm and get us into the present and get us into the spirit so that we can see and know the things that he has for us. And not the way the world sees, but the way God sees. Amen. What God is seeing, what God wants to do. Hallelujah. You know, and he wants us to know him better than we've ever known him in our life. He wants to give a revelation, just like it says, I just want to know you. I just want you. I just want you. I just want you. I could do that all day long. I just want him. Amen. I just feel like I want to take a seal right now and just say, Lord, this is what I just want, divine revelation. But I got about five other things I want to give you too. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Go to Mark chapter five. Go to Mark chapter five. Mark chapter five. Praise God. Hallelujah. And these aren't in order. These are just things the way that I kind of put them together. We're going to bounce around the Gospels. We're going to go into Mark chapter 5, and then we're going to go to uh, Acts and, and do a lot of things here. But how do you know God wants to do some divine surprises in our lives? Here in Mark chapter 5, we see this in, in verse 27, and it's the woman at, at, you know, with the issue of blood. It said, and when she had heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment, for she said... If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. 
And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction in Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that the power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? He looked around around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Be healed of your affliction. Amen. You know, the Bible says, and that's the New King Version, says immediately in the King James, it says straight away. In the King James, it says straight away. In the New King James, it says immediately. She perceived, she knew all of a sudden after 12 years of pain, after 12 years of the doctors not being able to do anything, after all that, she heard of Jesus. How I many you know you get to hear of Jesus and things begin to happen? You get to hear of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When you look at things and you know things, you begin to believe that God's going to do something. There's going to be some divine surprises of, of healings in our lives. There's going to be divine surprises of things that have been chronically happening that are going to stop and change. Hallelujah. For you and for me. Things that we know is God's just going to do it. He's just going to do it. It's just going to snap because of divine revelation and because of God's promises. There's going to be some suddenlies that are going to happen. Amen. We may not understand why. We may not know how come, but the wonderful thing is all of a sudden, bam, guess what? Jesus has come to heal. Amen. I mean, I, I think of, of Pastor Pam's sister, Diana, 25 years, 25 years of taking medication, 25 years of sickness, 25 years of totally not having a right mind in the sense of all the things that are going on. And then all of a sudden one day Jesus says, I'm going to heal you. And instantaneously, she's here, healed. Her mind is completely clear, sharp as a tack. Boom, all of a sudden, bam, things that she couldn't do for 25 years, she can do immediately. Immediately. It's amazing. You talk to her and you go, okay, what happened to, wait, wow, look at this. You know, and people say, would it last? Well, it's been over a year now. She's as sharp now as, as ever. But the key is, it's just seeing that and knowing that. Say, glory to God. And that's just not just one. God can do it for any. How did he, it's just hearing of Jesus. It's getting a divine revelation of knowing, going to God. God's opening our eyes to see what he has in store for us. It's opened up our eyes to see how big our God is and how great the word of God is. Amen. It's seeing that and grabbing a hold of it and going, glory to God. How did he time? And getting ourselves ready, believing that no, I don't have to live this way. I don't have to continue to have it. God's greater. Hallelujah. God can do it just like that. God can change everything. God can heal. God can change everything in a matter of seconds. Amen? Instantaneously. Hallelujah. Despite what anybody else says and does. Amen? Go to Acts chapter 12. It's going to be surprises of divine deliverance. Hallelujah, where people get delivered, getting delivered from demoni- demoniac things, getting livered, delivered from demons, but really people are going to get deliverance, hallelujah, from habits, deliverance from thoughts, and deliverance from just things that have held them into bondage, deliverance from fear, hallelujah, just deliverance of knowing glory to God. I can do all things through Christ. Hallelujah, I have the ability that God has, amen? Glory to God. And here's what's going to happen. I believe this, that people are going to actually come to themselves. 
that's going to have some revelations to come. Because we know here, and I'm going to paraphrase the story, in Acts chapter 12, Peter, you know, he's there, he's arrested, and uh, they killed James, the brother of John, and he sees how, how it makes everybody happy, so he puts Peter, he's got Peter chained between these soldiers, he's got all these guards around him, and he's like, I'm going to kill him the next day. Peter's sleeping, all of a sudden the angel shows up, touches Peter, says, rise up, Peter, rise up, all the chains fall off, they walk, and the gates open up, and what does Peter think? He thinks he's dreaming. He's dreaming. He's like, you know, he's like, he thinks he's dreaming, thinks he's having a vision, you know. And then the Bible says he, he came to himself. When the last gate opened up and he came to himself outside and he thought, all of a sudden he's by himself and he's like, I'm not dreaming. Hey, I'm outside. I'm outside. I'm not dreaming. And then he thought, okay, we're kind of, and then he, hey, I'm going to go to the, you know, to, uh, you know, John Mark's house. I'm going to go to his mama's house. That's, they're having, and they're having a prayer meeting there. And, you know, he knocks on the door, and, and the you know, little girl runs up there, and she opens up the door, and she says, oh, it's Peter. And, she, and then she runs, doesn't even let Peter in. She runs up, says, Peter's at the door. And they said, no, it's not Peter. She said, yes, and, oh, you just saw a ghost. Hallelujah. It's believe in ghosts, but not answers to prayer. Hallelujah. You know, hallelujah. And here's the thing. Because you know what Peter said? The Bible says when Peter came to himself, what was the very first thing that came out of his mouth? Now I know. See, when you come to yourself, you're going to declare, I know, I know, I now know, I know the truth, I know what God said, I know what I have, I now know. Why? Because you're going to come to yourself. Now, if you never had a come to yourself meeting, you need to get one. Amen? I've had a come to myself meeting. Hallelujah. You have come to yourself. I, I was called in to pray for a lady in the middle of the projects in St. Clair Village. Very, and, and, and at night. And you don't go to St. Clair Village at night. You just don't do that. You get, you get in trouble. So I drive down to because she called to, having a, called to pray. And, and I'm the pastor. So I drove in there. And uh, I'm trying to find the apartment. And there's 20,000 apartments there. But again, and they've taken all the numbers off. Taken all the numbers of the streets off. Because they don't want anybody to know where they live. So, you know, if they were going to tell somebody how to get you someplace, you go down past three crash cans, turn left, go past, you know, the burnt car that's right there, go past over here where that trash is, and then it's up there, you know. That's how they give you directions, you know. And so I'm walking around trying to, and I get surrounded by a whole bunch of guys threatening. And what are you doing here? Asking me if I was a police officer, asking all, all these questions. And I just, holy boldness just came over. And I said, hey, I'm looking for so-and-so. You need to know that apartment. Where's that apartment at? Show me where that apartment And they all lined up and took me right to the apartment. And I, and I prayed for the lady. She got healed. I came out of that. I came back down and they escorted me to my car. It was cool. I got in my car. I drove out of St. Clair. I got all the way down on the 51 highway. And then I came to myself. <laughs> And when I did, I mean, I just started sweating. I was like, I could have died. I could have died. I came to myself. I mean, I was a man of faith and power, strong, bold as all get out when I was under the anointing and under the power of God. And it was awesome. Makes for a great story. But glory to God, when I came to myself, we had to come to Jesus meeting right then. And I thought, Lord, you are amazing. And he is. But you know what I knew? I know that no matter where you send me, 
I've got divine protection. No matter where you tell me, your anointing is going to go before me. Favor goes before me like a shield. There's going to be divine deliverances, hallelujah, that take place. We see the power and the presence of God. No matter what we're going through right now, no matter what we're experiencing right now, no matter how hopeless it seems, no matter what takes place, glory to God. Thank God, God's going to deliver us. And it's going to seem that even in that deliverance, you're going to seem like you're dreaming. Like, is this really real? Is God really doing this for me? Hallelujah. And he's going to give you that mighty deliverance, set you free. You can be surrounded. looks like you're not going to, it looks like all the lies of the enemy are going to make it, but the lies of the enemy will cease and you'll be vindicated in the midst of it. It will not harm you. You'll be delivered from the lies of the enemy. Those that have come against you, those that have come against the Bible says that your enemy may may come against you one way, but he'll flee before you seven ways. And that's for somebody here right now. You may be thinking, man, I don't know how I'm going to get out of that. I don't know what's going on. doesn't matter. If you didn't do it, you're not there. God's going to deliver you of that. He's going to set you free from the lies of the enemy. And the lies of the enemy shall cease. Amen? Because God is a God of deliverance. God is a God that will set us free. Amen? Hallelujah. So you're going to get surprised with that. And you're going to think, I don't even know how it happened yet. So who cares? It's here. Amen. Who cares how it happened? We just thank God it's here. It's ours. Hallelujah. Amen. Because God is that way. God's desire is that. Amen. See, not only does God want to give us divine revelations. Hallelujah. Not only does God want to give us surprises of divine miracles, but he wants to give us surprises of divine deliverance. Hallelujah. But he also, like I said, he also wants to give us surprises of divine miracles, signs and wonders in our lives. Aren't you glad that God's a God of miracles? God's a God of miracles. I mean, God does miracles all the time. I mean, come on, Peter. Look at this. We're dealing about Peter getting delivered out of prison. Peter was the one who denied the Lord three times. You guys realize that, right? Peter is the one that acted in the flesh and cut off the servant's ear. You remember that, right? Peter's an easy one that just mouthed off and said, hey, I'm going to be the best. I'm never going to get, you know, nobody's going to, if anybody's going to, you know, denounce you or anybody's going to go away, it'll be everybody else, but it won't be me. I'll be the last man standing. And we know he was the first man running. Okay. Peter was always opening his mouth and sticking his foot in there. But have you know, Peter also was the one that walked on the water when Jesus came in the storm. And you know, we, we, we talk about the Peter walking on the water, but did you know that Jesus said, told his disciples, get in the boat and go. I'm going to stay here and pray. You go. You got to go to the other side. So they get in the boat and the wind is, is contrary and the, and the waves are there and they're having a hard time rowing. It doesn't seem like they're going anywhere. They're, they're having a whole difficult time doing things. All of a sudden in the fourth watch or really early in the morning, they, Jesus comes walking on top of the water, just strolling along, you know, and they look out there and, they, and of course they think they see a ghost. Amen. And, and, and Jesus, nah, don't, be, don't be afraid. It's me. And they're all like, it's who? It's you. Of course, Peter, you know, thank God for Peter. If it wasn't for Peter, we wouldn't know how to do a lot of things. Thank God he opened his mouth, you know. Hey, if it's you, I want to come out there. I want to walk on the water. He's like, come. So Peter jumps out of the boat, man. He's walking on the water. We see the waves, you know, all crazy. And he begins to sink. And Jesus reaches down, lifts him up. They get into the boat. The winds and the waves cease. He calms the storm. The miracle. And then he says, Peter, where's your faith? And we realize all of the things that are going on there. Hallelujah. But see, God's desire is for us to understand that as long as you have Jesus with you, or or here's the thing, even if you have this storm going around, guess what? Jesus is coming. He's walking on the water towards you. 
He's walking on the water. Jesus, it may be the fourth watch of the night and you may have been toiling all night. You may have been going from six to midnight and now you're in the thing and it may be 4 a.m. in the morning, but Jesus is coming before the morning. Hallelujah. He's coming on the water. He's coming to deliver you. He's coming to set you free. He's coming to bring your miracle. Amen. Hallelujah. He's coming to do this. We need this so much in our lives. Amen. We need this. We, surprises of it. And I'm so glad for surprises of miracles. God just wants to do it. He just wants to turn your captivity. Amen. Hallelujah. And here's the thing too. Do you ever feel like that uh, maybe you, you know, the, the, the storm wasn't your fault? How about Paul in Acts 27? The storm wasn't his fault. He says, guys, doesn't I, I feel like we shouldn't go on this voyage. I think if we go, it, not only are we going to lose the ship, but our very lives are at stake here. I'm telling you. And they're like, shut up. You're a prisoner. What are you talking to? You, who, do you, who do you think you are? Paul's like, hey, I'm just telling you. This, I just don't feel like this is not this is a bad idea. They said, no, nah, no. Nah, look, it's all calm. We're going to go. It wasn't Paul's fault to be in a storm for two weeks without seeing the moon and the stars or the sun. Two solid weeks. It's storming. It's raging. You can't see anything. All hope that they were going to be saved. Everybody's like, we're all going to die. Paul's like, not my fault. And of course, Paul gets up and he says, hey, y'all should have listened to me. Don't you know at that point, somebody should have just chopped his head off. And I'm pretty sure the Roman guys wanted to. But they thought he was right in telling us not to go. Maybe we ought to listen to him now. Amen. He says, hey, but it wasn't, the storm was not Paul's fault. But God sent an angel. The storm in your life may not be your fault. It may not be something that something, you might think your family is the one that sailed you into this. But thank God, it doesn't matter who sailed you into it. God's with you and God's sending an angel to deliver you. And in the midst of it, he's going to give you everybody with you because God wants you to be the one that brings a voice to that situation. Amen. God wants you to be going to have that voice that you, and he's going to do that divine miracle. That's why Paul could say, hey, you should listen to me, but hey, be of good cheer. An angel stood by me. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what we're going to do. I'm now the captain of the ship. Amen. Hallelujah. We see this. We see this. But here's some other things. Here's the next thing that God's going to do. Not only is he going to do surprises, hallelujah, uh, uh, of what I've just shared with you in these things here, but he's going to do surprises of his divine presence where his presence is going to fall. Just like on the day of Pentecost. Holy Spirit's going to manifest himself in even a greater degree because the Holy Spirit lives within you. It's not that he's coming out of heaven and doing anything. He's just going to get enough folks to get in one accord and to get in one place and the presence of God. It's going to get, create a place in an atmosphere like they did in Acts chapter 13 where they ministered to the Lord. Hallelujah. And as they were ministering to the Lord, the Holy Ghost says and the presence of God came down and the Holy Spirit said something and he began to deal with things and share with things and do things and his manifested presence is going to come so that you can't even stand, that you can't even do anything but just stay in his presence and watch God change your life. There's going to be some divine surprises of the supernatural presence of God. You're going to see it. You're going to hear about the glory of God and the power of God. Amen? Things that we used to hear, things that we used to see, things that, you know, that what uh, God was doing is because people didn't, we didn't know anybody. We didn't have this great understanding of the word of God. We didn't have all this understanding, but all we knew that God was God. Amen? You know, we, we went and watched the Jesus Revolution movie, and uh, they were, did a lot of crazy things, and, and it just reminded me, I remember all that stuff. I remember everybody being crazy, 
and doing stupid things, that, 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 totally unscriptural things that God honored. Unbelievable stuff. You know, like, like laying hands on the batteries of cars and watching God start the car. So serious. No, no, I've seen that personally. I've done that personally. Being stupid, but God did it. I've seen people put water into the gas tank and God make it turn it into gas and drive. And then think they could do that all the time and blow up the engine. It was awesome. Just because God told them to do it one time doesn't mean you can do it all the time. See, that's where we mess up. Because we think as God told us to do one thing one time, that's the way we're always supposed to do it. No, God did one thing one time because that's what he needed at that time. Amen? And you laugh and they say, well, that couldn't have been. Listen, the battery's dead. I mean, it's dead. It's going click, click, click. Lay hands on that sucker. Jesus, we got to start this thing. Rome, here we go. Let's go. Everybody's like, well, I don't believe that. Doesn't matter if you believe it. Thank God I got to where I needed to go. Everything worked good. You know, I don't care if you believe it or not. I did and it worked. So it says, how many times did you do that? Once. So how come you didn't do that all the time? I had enough sense to know that, uh, hey, I left the car lights on or things that we didn't do, we got a lousy bat, get a new battery. Okay, I mean, I had enough sense for these things. But I also knew that if I needed to do it and God needed to come through, he would come through. Amen. We just need to pray. We need to see God's face. We need to see his presence. His presence. See, you know, see, and here's the thing that you got to understand. Everything that you read in here that God did for one He'll do it for you. If you have an example in the Bible that God did it, you have a right to take hold of it and say, God, you did it for Peter. You did it for Paul. You did it for this, those guys. They're there. You'll do it for me. You'll do it for me. You did it for them. You're not a respecter person. Your presence, your presence, you made manifest. It came down and the glory of God filled that house. Amen. Amen. See, you got to, and, and listen, the biggest thing is, is that it comes down to faith and believing it. And just, Lord, I'm, I'm expecting some surprises. Yes. Amen. I'm expecting some surprises. But here's some other, here's my last point on this that I really believe this, that God wants to get across all of these things here. But here's another, the divine surprise or surprises of divine connection and friendship. God's going to connect you with people that you don't know, but he's going to tie it into you being blessed super, supernaturally because of who you come in contact with this year. There's going to be some things. He's tied some things. Amen? Go to, go to Acts chapter 18. Go to Acts chapter 18. And I believe this one very strongly. Very strongly. And the reason I do is because uh, we know who we know. And you know all the resources you know. But God knows those that are out there that you're going to get. And God's going to bring them into contact with you. Because of what you do, but also because of who you are. Seriously, all of a sudden you're going to get a call and say, this is so-and-so. And you're going to say, ah, who's kidding? Who is this? You know, do you ever get a call from somebody and say, hey, it's, it's so-and-so. It's so-and-so. He's, he's talking like him. You know, 
I remember my secretary said one time, and uh, we used to do this. It was, it was, you know, it wasn't Pastor Hagen at the time because he didn't have a church, but it was, you know, it was King Colin Ken Jr. But because we were kind of peers and stuff. Anyways, my secretary says, uh, she said, uh, Kenneth Hagen Jr.'s on there. Kenneth Hagen's on the phone. I said, just no, I think his son. I said. No, it's my friend up up in up in another state. I said he he talks really. He's just giving a hard time. I said, give me the phone. <sighs> Hell, you know, and I start, you know, I'm like, I, and then I'm literally all of a sudden, I realize, oh my gosh, it is him. <laughs> and he's like, hey, and, he, and I'm like, because I don't even think he at that time I didn't even know who I was, and I don't think he still didn't know who I was. It was just that I happened to be uh, in Pennsylvania at the time, and so he they were going to do a. Uh, a retreat. He, they had. They were. You know. There were some things going. On. He said, "Listen, we'd like to come up here. We're going to come up here. We just needed to rest, but we really wanted to bring some folks up to a place in the Poconos of the mountain." He said, "We'd like to invite you to come. We just want to come and hang out." So we went up there to hang out in 1984, and uh, hang out with them and just talk to them and share. So we were just up there and talking and communicating, and uh, just sharing and asking and talking about a few things. And during that time. And we were sharing about trying to get something together because all the Raymond graduates were scattered abroad. We didn't have a ministerial organization. We didn't have anything. So as we were there talking and communicating and sharing, you know, he said, hey, listen, I want you to come down to, you know, here in 1985. This was in the, the fall of 84. He said, 85, I want you to come down to this meeting and, uh, because I want to start Raymond Ministerial Association International and I want you to help start it. So we went down there and we helped start that. We were there for, for a week, put everything together with another group of couples and uh, got that all started. And uh, it was a you know, unique thing, but it was a divine connection. Because when they put out our manual and it said, you know, it, it had the prophecy of Brother Hagin, what he spoke in 1985 about RMA. I said, this is a step. This is the first step. And it's about getting, gathering together and being unified and the connectivity that we need to have. And he prophesied. Well, when he was prophesying that, I was holding on to Brother Kenneth Hagin Sr.'s hand while he was doing that and prophesying that for the very first time because I'm in that circle. You know, and God blessed. And so the situation was you get this divine connection because God has surprises for you. You know, it was a total surprise that they asked. It was a total surprise. And I thought, and here's the funny thing about it. They said, well, what age should we put if somebody's going to be ordained? And they said, well, I think we ought to be like Jesus. We'll put the ordaining age at 30. And I raised my hand. I said, hey, guys, if you do that, I can't be ordained for the next five years. I'm only 25. And they all looked at me like, you only that? I said, I started young. They said, well, then 25 is the ordaining age. I said, thank you. Works good. That's how I got it. It's all good. Because everybody, everybody always thought I was older than I was because I've been hanging around for a long time. I just started young. But there was a divine connection. See, here in Acts chapter 18 and verse 1, it says, After these things, Paul departed from Athens and he came to Corinth. And he found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontius and lately come from Italy with his wife Priscilla. Because that Claudius had commanded the Jews to depart from Rome and, and they came unto them. You know, it's kind of funny because what they, on this road, everybody was walking and it says that Paul found. It says that Paul found them. Amen. And it says, he found a certain Jew, Aquila and Priscilla. And that word found is the word where we get our word Eureka. I found it. Paul said, Eureka, I found people who love God. It was a divine appointment, and it made for an incredible connection that lasted a lifetime for all of them. 
because the house that was in Priscilla and Aquila's house, amen, the house that was there. And isn't it amazing that both of them, all three of them were tent makers and they got connected on a road at the right exact time. It was a divine connection and it was a divine friendship that changed everything in their lives, amen? It changed everything. Hallelujah, about it. And it helped them continually to do that. It was such a wonderful, wonderful thing. But you know, I want to share with you. Go to Acts and I'm going to close on this. Because we got five minutes. Hallelujah. And uh, Acts 19. Go to Acts 19. You're in 18. Go to Acts 19. 29 and 31. I want to read these, this verse to you. He said this. And this is something that was... I, this kind of confused me at one time when I studied and looking at it. And I thought, God, you're amazing. He said, well, that's one of the big problems with a lot of folks is they don't think I can do things, but he can. He says, so listen to this. Verse 29 says, so the whole city was filled with confusion and rushed into the theater with one accord and had seized Gaius and Arturistarchus, whatever that guy's name is, Macedonians, Paul's travel companion. And when Paul wanted to go in, in, into the people, the disciples would not allow him. Then some of the officials of Asia who were friends, uh, who were his friends, sent to him pleading that he would not venture into the theater. Now those officials of Asia was a really unique thing because when it talks about in, in the King James Version, it says the chief of Asia, hallelujah, talked, sent to him and said, hey, don't do this. Well, the, the chief of Asia, which was the, the basically the, the head guy there at Ephesus, was the highest pagan priest. He was totally pagan, priest of worship. He was the highest, just ungodly person. And he was Paul's friend. And he's the one that convinced Paul not to go into the theater and get killed. I said, God, you used the most highest ungodly person in the whole city to, who was a friend of Paul to don't do this. And Paul listened to him and didn't do that, which, which was right in what he did. I mean... We look at this, the moment that Paul's about to make a mistake, the moment that he's about to do something stupid, could have been severely wounded, severely killed. God says, nobody else is listening. I'll just use the sinner. I'll use the unbeliever to help. That's why God's going to connect some of you with some unbelievers that are going to bless you and help you. Now, that doesn't mean you may not you know, get them saved, but I'm just saying this is that God's going to connect you that's going to cause a blessing in your life. There's going to be some divine surprises with connection and friendships that you're not going to understand. But get ready. Get ready. He's not going to connect you with somebody so you backslide. He's not going to connect you with somebody so that you go out and sin. No, that's not the curse. He's going to connect you with people that are going to give you wisdom that's going to help you walk in your life. It's going to help you do something and you're going to say, God, thank you. When maybe the Christians weren't listening you used an unbeliever. You used an unbeliever. Let me just tell you something. If God can bring a whole team together with Aquilas and get you to be at the right place at the right and to have a divine appointment, divine connections. Amen? Divine connections. Hallelujah. And then if God says, and got no Christians listening... I'm going to get this guy to come do it. For Paul, listen, God's going to be there for you. God's going to be there for you. We got to start believing for some of these divine 
surprises. These are divine surprises. So get ready to get surprised. I don't know about you, but my heart is, I'm believing for some wonderful surprises this year. I'm saying, Father, I'm ready for those wonderful surprises. Glory to God. I said, Lord, please surprise me. Hallelujah. Please surprise me with your manifestations of your goodness and your grace. Hallelujah. And if ain't nobody else listening that's Christian, yeah, I'll take the heathen. Let him come and help me. Let him come and do. I'm good for that. We had a divine surprise in 2021. When God did what he did here for us here. You talk about a divine. That, that, you could have knocked me over with a feather when, when Jim and Matt came back and told me what the landlord said. And I know it's going out, and I was just, I mean, you could have. I was like, I, I was shocked, stunned. And then when God just said, I want this, and he did this, and we come up with a million dollars in three weeks. I'd like to do that again, folks. You want us to just come up with a million dollars? We need to come up with two million. How about we just come up with two million in six weeks? That sounds good. Let's just do that. You know? So how did we do it? I don't know. They don't know. Nobody in this room knows. We still don't know. Do we know? We don't know. But we had. It was there. I wrote the checks. And they were good. They weren't faith. They were good. Someone says, well, he said, well, it was a divine surprise. It, it was. We've been praying for 27 years for that. Believing, trusting, nothing. All of a sudden, bam, bam, bam. We're walking around. You know, three weeks ago, we don't know what we're going to do. Three weeks ago, we're like, there's no buildings around. We can't find anything. God, what's going on? All of a sudden, God says, watch. And it's like, where? You, you know, you want to put, you want to say, look at me. And do nothing. He's like, glory to God. Hallelujah. See, because I believe that God's going to show up. And I believe he's going to show off. And so I'm believing that. So how about we get ready for some divine surprises? Let's get some divine surprises. Hallelujah. Glory to God of what God wants to do. Some divine revelation. Hallelujah. Divine revelation. Some divine healing. Surprises of healing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Surprises of deliverance. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. People that we think, man, they're never going to change. They're never going to get saved. They're going to be bound. No. Bam. Hallelujah. God just breaks every chain. Amen. Some divine surprises of the presence of God. His presence. His miracles. I mean, just divine miracles. You can't explain. It's a sign and a wonder. And then divine surprises of connection and some supernatural friendships where God just says, hey, I like you. I like you. I want to do this. Amen. Divine surprises. Get ready because they're about to happen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you and love you. Thank you for these amazing folks. Thank you, Father, for your grace. I just trust 
This is what you dropped in my spirit this, this afternoon. This is what you just stirred my heart to do, to take hold and to share tonight with each and every person. So, Lord, thank you for that. Thank you for the body of Christ. Thank you, Father. I believe that you want us to have an expectancy of divine surprises. So thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for it now. Father, and the greatest thing, too, is having a divine surprise of people being born into the kingdom of God. Just people that we thought could, but Father, you do. They have an encounters with the Lord Jesus Christ. That, Father, you're sending laborers across their path. You're letting us share truths. How do you're bringing people across it? Father, we are seeing those divine connections in Jesus' name. Lord, we honor you for You're opening our eyes to see. Thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm sure glad I came tonight. I may not have blessed you, but I'm excited. Hallelujah. I'm just ready. Amen? All right. Glory to God. Well, we're ready to receive this evening's tithes and offerings. Worship God with our giving. Amen? Hallelujah. So I'm going to give by my phone and how we do it up here. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. God's so good. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hey, it worked. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is so good. I am, I am believing. I'm believing for God. that He's supernaturally going to bring finances in in a lot of areas too. But I, I really believe that. It's going to be some real tremendous connections. I just sense that in my heart. And it, it's going to just be hallelujah. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you and praise you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Father, for uh, the opportunity to sow seed into the kingdom of God, to bring our tithes and offerings, to worship you with our giving. Father, as each one here just... As a purpose in their heart to give, so let them give. And Lord, thank you that you're causing increase to come. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. God is, he's, he's awesome. So some divine surprises. Yeah, go ahead, guys. Serve the people. Praise the Lord. I forgot what I was doing. Y'all okay? Amen. Yeah, amen, me too. <laughs> I'm pondering, I'm thinking, hallelujah, amen. It's so funny, because, what? That's right, amen. Well, I just say, there's so many things, that, you know, there's so many things that have, have been stirring up in my heart because of all the things, and it's a culmination of 50 years of stuff. Just 50 years of thoughts. Uh, you know, I've been born again for 55 years now. And, uh, but uh, knowing and understanding things, but, but seeing, and then as we see God's hand and putting in remembrance of things that you just knew, things that he's done. And that's the cool thing about us, they're memorials. You know, they're memorials that come back up in your heart and in your lives. It's, it's a good thing. Amen. Hey, I have two announcements real quickly. One is this coming Sunday's Daylight Savings Time. You're going to lose an hour. Nobody told us that, but believe it or not, yes, it is. It's, May, it's March 12th. 
You got to spring ahead, which means uh, you lose an hour, okay? It's going to jump ahead of you. When it was eight, it's going to be nine. So we have School of the Bible. We have Dave Bisbee here going to be teaching on dinosaurs and dragons. Also going to be doing the kids. It's going to be a lot of fun. He's going to have his, you know, his real dinosaur bones and all the different things that he has on display. You'll be able to touch them, not hold them. So it'll be good. But uh, also uh, next Tuesday, we have our uh, congregational meeting, the 14th. It's going to be a blessing. Uh, it really is a blessing. We had a, we had a phenomenal year financially and God's grace and it's so cool. So we thank God for that. Uh, and we want the vision of where God wants to take us and we're just believing for that and watching what God can do and we're just trusting him. Amen. So, uh, I want to let you know about that. So those are two good things here or three, maybe that's three announcements, but the one is tied together with the daylight savings. I, I was sitting in my office, all of a sudden my phone went, you know, this Sunday's on that then can't be. Well, actually, before that, my wife told me earlier, she said, I said, hey, she said, it is. I said, that's what it says here, but I don't believe that because nobody said anything. I mean, I mean, it doesn't come on. Nobody said nothing. It's been the most quiet daylight savings thing ever. Nobody's saying nothing. I don't know if we're all going to just purposely be late or what's going to go on, but that's okay. I'm announcing it. It's live. It's on here. You can't, so you all here can't, you have no choice. You, you heard it. Amen. So I love you. God love you. Get ready to be surprised in all of these areas. Just pick one and grab a hold of it. Hey, let's all stand up. I love you. God loves you. And uh, you're dismissed. All of you, we'll see you on Sunday. You don't want to miss it.